today on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's betting time. I'm here with Sarah Avampado to explain, well, what all the betting lines are, all that jazz, on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tilapin. Oh, how's everyone doing? This is Locked on Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever! Ever, ever, ever. But I also have the white chocolate ones because I jumped on those. Yay! So once again, you can hear our podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And once again, big thanks to the Mad Hat Hucksters for playing us in. Once again, I'll just explain. I got some new music. Local bands from San Diego, California. They are really good at swing, jazz, all that stuff. Yep, but y'all know I'm a swing dancer, so yeah. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I am joined by a special guest. Uh, yeah, I have a special guest. Who needs no introduction? Hi. <laughs> oh, our favorite frenemy from Locked on Kings. It is Sarah Avampado. Sarah, how are you doing on this great, great day in hockey? I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm excited to get to see the Kings lose to the Colorado Avalanche like 14 times or something. But, you know, I'll take what I can get since it's been, what is it, like nine months, ten months now since we've played a meaningful game? By the time we start, it's going to be ten months and two days. But who's counting? Oh, I hate it. (laughs) When it's that long, does it really matter? Not that we're counting or anything. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the whole betting thing, I guess we should probably just talk about some of the news and stuff. I I guess that's kind of an important story, right? I, I, I think that's fair to say that hockey coming back is, you know, a fairly, a fairly large story in the sports world. Yeah, 56-game season officially starting on January 13th. Uh, there's a lot of little caveats there, and I have, I'm going to actually shout out someone... <laughs> on a very loyal listener. Uh, His name is John Liu. He's already said, is the tank on? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we have to address that for both our teams. Is the tank on? I mean, I appreciate the honesty of, man, I don't, I I mean, for the Kings, I don't think it's, it's a tank so much as at a, we're just going to see what happens. Have fun. Like, it's not an intentional. We're going to have players who suck. It's just like, we've got some guys, we've got some children and we're just going to see what happens. So it's sort of a tank, but like, or you can just admit it now that it's going to be a tank. (laughs) The unintentional tank. How's that? (laughs) How about let's just admit right now that it's an unintentional tank because let's be honest. There's no way in hell that either the Kings or the Ducks are going to be camps of the division. It's going to be the Avs or the Lightning. I'm sorry, not the Lightning. The the Las yeah, Vegas. Don't put them over here. The Las don't put Vegas them over here. Golden Knights. <laughs> it's bad enough. I don't want. I don't want the Lightning. <laughs> yeah, the the tank is kind of on. So take that with whatever yeah. grain of salt you want. So thanks, John, for that. <laughs> Loyal listeners are. Telling it like it is. And now we're going to tell you like it is, loyal listeners. Yeah, the unintentional tank is on. Do we make any apologies Apologies for saying that? Eh, no, nope. not really. I mean, let's call, us, let's call it what it is. The Kings are young. The Ducks are young. 
They have a lot of good youth. Both of our teams have amazing talent in the pipeline. Are they all ready to play right now? Uh, no. Should they all be in the NHL right now? No, no. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. They should not be anywhere near. Like, I, I love our children, and they're going to be great when they're they're ready to come up. And I, I feel like this whole, like, taxi squad idea thing could maybe accelerate some of them getting into some NHL games instead of hanging with the rain the whole year. But, no, most of these guys should either still be in juniors if they're, you know, young enough or cranking it out every day in the AHL to get used to to the jump to professional hockey and stuff. Oh, can I go over some of this details for the taxi squad? Yes, because it's wild. (laughs) Yeah, there's some important ones. Um, A minimum of four players to a maximum of six, which is very, very good news for the minor leagues. Can I explain why? Yes, please. So talking with a couple of uh, insiders for the AHL. So there was a rumor that it was possible there could have been nine or ten guys on a taxi squad. If that was the case, then it very likely could have bid farewell to the American Hockey League. Because if you're you're taking that many players, what's the point of having an AHL season? Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot of guys to you. It's still a lot of guys, but that is still manageable. Especially for those teams where the ECHL affiliate is not playing. Also, keep that little tidbit in mind. A lot of those teams opted out. You're going to have guys from the ECHL go up, or they were free agents. Now they can have a chance to play in the American Hockey League. How about that? There's a lot of guys who are going to be looking for looking for homes. And yeah, and, uh, yeah the, the, the taxi squad thing like will... Even though it's a little weird in in how you can like cycle guys through and stuff, like I, there's going to be a lot of guys who maybe, you know, didn't think that they were going to have somewhere to play this year unless they went overseas, who now could get a chance to play regular minutes for an AHL team because they're going to need bodies. Yep. Um, so there's a little bit more on this. So waivers are required for players uh, who would have required waivers to be loaned to the minors. That's kind of important. Recalls for NHL games must occur before 5 p.m. Eastern. This excludes goalies because you want to have three goalies. This is important. One goalie required on the taxi squad for teams with less than three goalies on the active roster. You can now have three goalies on the active roster. That's going to be very important. And this, I think, is specifically just for COVID reasons, is you don't want to have too many people in an arena at any one time. And Mm -hmm. this kind of takes away from the e-bug or the really specialized e-bug. So we're not going to have a Scott Foster situation. We're not going to have uh, Ayers situation. Oh, darn. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The last day of training camp is the first day players can be loaned to the taxi squad. Uh, This squad dissolves when the season ends. Taxi squad members can practice with the NHL team, join team activities, travel with the team, but it is not required. Here's what taxi squad members cannot do. Practice or join activities other than those with the NHL team. AHL team activities are not permitted. This is going to be very important for some teams. Not all teams, but Mm -hmm. some teams where they share the facility in that area. I'm looking at you, LA Kings, and also (laughs) in a sense, Anaheim. Yeah. Because... Both the Kings and the Rain, they practice at Toyota Sports Center. Uh, Goals and Ducks, they've both practiced at Great Park Ice in Irvine. 
now they can't do the joint activities anymore. Uh, Toronto's going to have that issue. Um, mm-hmm. San Jose. There's a few other teams. Uh, here's a big one. If a taxi player is deemed unfit to play, the team can request they do not count towards the six-player limit. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. This is something that I uh, talked with Mike DiStefano from Toronto about. The cap hit. The effect on the team's cap hit while on the taxi squad is equivalent to if the player were playing in the minors and otherwise buried cap hit. Compensation. I nailed this one. I knew they were going to do this. If it's a one-way contract, standard NHL salary rate. If it's a two-way contract, they get the minors' salary no matter what. This could help a lot of teams, especially those younger teams that signed a lot of two-way deals. They're mm-hmm. automatically going to get that minor salary. This is good for the Ducks. This is good for the Kings. The Kings had a lot of two-way salaries this year, right? Oh, yeah, especially with all the young guys um, that that could be sort of the back-and-forth guys or the people who get a spell on that taxi squad. Uh, there's a lot of guys still on their entry-level contract, entry level contracts and stuff. Like, you know, the Kings don't really have a an issue with cap space. They have a ton of it right now, but it's good to know that, like, they're, they're still not going to have an issue. Like, if they pick up another player for some reason, who knows why, like – they're they're not going to have to do quite as much complicated math as say I don't know the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to do anytime they want to recall someone. Right. Yeah. Can I read how the Cup playoffs will work? Yes, because I don't think I read that yet. Ooh. The Stanley Cup playoffs would feature sixteen teams in a traditional best of seven seven four round format concluding around mid-July. And the plan is to return to a normal-ish hockey calendar for the following season, regular season, possibly beginning in October. Although, from what I heard, that could be pushed back maybe a couple of weeks. So we're slowly getting back to normal. Even the following season, it might not be first week of October like it always is. It might end up being third or fourth Mm -hmm. week of October, but that's still kind of close to normal. I guess. Yeah. I'll, it's, I'll, it's like inching. It's like you have to like ratchet it back up, to like slowly get it back in place. And then someday, I think at this point, at this point, you kind of have to take it a little bit yeah. slow. Uh, the top four teams in each division will qualify for the playoffs with intra-divisional play in the first two rounds. So number one versus number four, two versus three, the four teams that advance to the semifinal round would be seeded by their regular season points total. So in other words, Whoever wins out of the divisional rounds will be considered the champion of that division. Hmm. That could be fun. And then they'd be seeded by a regular points total. So number one playing number four, number two versus number three. So you're not going to have a Canada versus Central or Metro. Or, no, mm-hmm. it's not going to be based on that. It's just going to be <laughs> one versus four, two versus three. That way it is possible we could have the two best teams in the cup final. I really like that they haven't overcomplicated this. Like, I think it's the NHL. They had a chance to somehow make this really difficult. <laughs> I mean, look no, look no further than the draft lottery last year and the, like, mystery teams and all that stuff. Oh, look um, who got the number two pick. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain, but they also made it like you needed a degree in rocket science to figure out 
how the draft worked. Um, I, I like that degree. this is it's just it's very clean and it's very much like I like that the NHL is kind of acknowledging like nothing about this year is going to be normal and that they have just come up with a nice easy system to get through the playoffs and to figure out who your your four finalists are and all that um and of course i I feel like everyone's kind of raising their eyebrows at like well at least there will be a canadian team in the final four because they have their own division (laughs) someone has to come out of it (laughs) so you're saying canada has a chance to win a cup this year they do a 25% chance if you're just looking at numbers and not like, you know, that's better than recent years. Well, what, yeah. what, <laughs> what, what did I say anything wrong? No, you're completely right. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've gotten some crap for saying like, man, like you're saying some pretty crappy things. No, I'm not saying crappy things. I'm just saying the truth. Yeah. Canada like, has had crappy teams. I'm like sorry. They try. Yeah, they they try so far, they try so hard, but in the end, <laughs> you know the line. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh. Didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. So, this is also important. So, the big question, where are games going to be played? This is pretty big. Canada is going to play in Canada, obviously. Uh, the current plan is to play games in the home arenas of some participating teams, while understanding that most arenas will not at least in the initial part of the season, be able to host fans or even hockey. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, depending on prevailing conditions, both in local markets and across North America, the league will be prepared to play games in one or more, quote-unquote, neutral site venues per division should it become necessary. I think it is going to be necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, I think Canada should play in Edmonton, uh, Pacific. Where could they play? Colorado, L.A. Uh, no, I, I'm. Pr- I mean, probably Vegas. Oh yeah, Vegas is kind of loose with that. They have like, the they have the space. They have the hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I feel like like California could work, except for the fact that I'm just waiting for the whole state of California to shut down for like the eighth time or something, and then you know we, we've already seen San Jose has already had to say like we're gonna have to start the season outside of San Jose. Uh, I, I feel like you unfortunately kind of need to go to a state that is like yeah, come on in, let's have fun. Yeah, one other piece of info before we head into the intermission: How often will teams play each other this season? Well, they're gonna play each other eight times. That's it. They're going to play within their division. (laughs) Except for the North Division, the Canada Division, they'll play each other nine or ten times. At least they're going to keep that part simple. Yeah. You play each other at least eight times. Whoever's the victor in that division, they'll go on. Simple as that. I'm sure that will influence. Oh, I'm just I'm just seeing eight games against the Colorado Avalanche, and I just sort of want to lay down and die. Hey. Our teams will be lucky if they get five points against the Colorado Avs in those eight games. Am I implying a tank? <laughs> what am I implying? Who knows? Tank-ish. Tank-ish. Mm-hmm. Thank you to those that have already asked me if we're going to tank. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. That was a long first segment. But let's talk about everybody's favorite, or at least my favorite protein bar, Built Bar. They are delicious. So, Sarah, 
how did you like the built boost that we just got? And by the way, thank you to built once again for sending us some stuff. But how did you like the built boost? You know, I thought it was pretty fun. Like I liked I liked the flavor choices. I'm a big fan of uh, of having flavors that I actually want to 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 drink or eat or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and I think that they've got a really good variety and it's a nice little refreshing treat for your day. And even if you're someone like me who mostly just sort of chases after cats and types <laughs> on the computer all day, like this is still something that you can have and just kind of get a little perk perk up in the middle of your day. Yeah, for uh, someone like of, me that goes you know, hiking. I mean, having that built boost is pretty essential. Um, I do like the pomegranate green apple flavor, but my favorite one is lemon lime. That one I Mm. think is really good. That's fair. Yeah. So if you want to try some built boost for yourself or try any of the fantastic flavors of built bar, like cherry barcia, double chocolate, and one that I love, cookies and cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite one? The cookies and cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one's the best one, folks. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, uh, how much will they get off, Sarah? They're going to get 20% off when they go to BuiltBar.com for their next order. Yeah. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON will get you that discount. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever that tastes like a candy bar. Yeah. Fun times. Oh, Built. They, they, they have a lot of good stuff. By the way, I climbed another <laughs> mountain recently. Of course. Of course of, you did. Of course I did. And you saw our little <laughs> built mascot that I have. Yes, that was awesome. Yes. So thanks thanks to Built for retweeting that and liking that. Really appreciate it. We're <laughs> going to head into the first intermission finally. You will never know how long we actually recorded this, folks. So stay locked in. <laughs> Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of Tloppin. I'm joined once again by Sarah Avampado. Right said Sarah. Hello there. Hello. I'm excited. I'm excited for our next segment here. Yeah. Are you ready for some hockey? Heck yes. You should be ready for some hockey because NHL is going to start in four less than four weeks. And there's going to be some big matchups coming up. And there's also going to be some big odds coming up. For who's going to win the cup? Who's going to win the Art Ross? Who's going to have the most goals this season? Well, there's only one place that has you covered for all of that. And that is betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So you'll have lines on games. You'll have lines on who's going to score the most goals in a season. Who's going to be the best defenseman of the year? Stuff like that. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't sit on the bench. Don't spend two minutes in the box. Get in on the action right now. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. And now the reason why we have them as a new sponsor is because, you know, sports are coming back and they are a new fantastic sponsor. So thanks to the guys at betonline.ag for this. We have some lines that I kind of want to just talk about. But first, 
Uh, Sarah, do you consider yourself much of a gambler? Um, yes, if the if by much of a gambler you mean has literally no clue what any of these words that we're going to talk about <laughs> means. All right. So this will be in part. I, I know there are a lot of hockey fans out there that have never bet before or they've never gambled before. I'll admit, uh, once upon a time, I may or may not have done a lot of gambling. That's all I'm going to say. That, that's it. <laughs> that's all. I mean, I live close to Vegas. It's only four hours away. I go there at least once a year for trivia. For trivia, folks. I go there for trivia. Mm-hmm. And gambling. But mostly trivia. <laughs> so let me explain how betonline.ag works. So on each game, you're going to have a spread, a money line, total points. And for those of you that have never gambled before, here's what that is. So if you have a spread of minus one... That means that you're the favorite or a minus two or whatever. If you have a minus next to your team name on the spread, that means that you're the favorite. And that means, for example, let's say you have a minus one. That means that in order to win money, your team would have to win by at least one goal. If you have a plus one or a plus two next to that team, that means that you could win your bet if the team is within that amount of goals so let's say let's say it's a really crappy team against a really good team and the spread is two and a half goals if it ends up being a one goal game you could still win money if that plus 2.5 loses but they're within that margin does that make sense yes that's actually more than i've ever understood about this before so we're on the right track okay um if there is a pk next to that or yeah, that means pick them. That means it's even. Both teams are really evenly good. So basically, if you just pick the team, um, that's who you've got. Something that I do want to talk about is the money line. So let's say, for example, your team has a money line of minus 130. That would mean they're the favorite team. That means you would have to bet $130 in order to win 100 Makes sense. Ouch. Yeah. Yikes. But that means they're the favorite. If your team has a plus, let's say, for example, a plus 250 next to that team name, you could bet 100 and you would win 250 if that team wins. Now, does that make, does that help, Sarah? Yes, it does. Also, total points. There's an over under. So, for those, if you're going to bet online.ag in a few weeks and you see an over under, Let's say, for example, over or under four and a half or five goals. It's as simple as this. If you bet the over, that means that you're betting that they're going to score more than that many points. If you take the under on that, you're saying they're going to score less than that amount. And that's all it means. And then the money lines next to it is the betting line. So if it's a minus 120, you would have to bet 120 to 100. If it's plus 100, you bet 100, you win 100. Simple as that. Does that make sense to those? Yes. So Kings fans should pretty much always take the under because they don't score goals. Well, if it says under three or two, see, sports sports bettors are usually pretty astute when it comes to what they're going to put like some games will have over under five some games will have over under four five or six 
or in the case of two high-scoring teams, I've seen lines in the past where they have an over-under of eight. <laughs> and it was the over, and the over actually won. <laughs> That's you, optimistic. You'd think I'd be kidding, but I'm not. I've seen it happen several times, folks. But this is someone that has actually gambled quite a bit. Um, not as good as another famous gambler who has been on game shows. Um, you may have heard of him before, James Holzhauer. Uh, yeah. Yes, folks, I've been on several game shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I've been on several. Mm. I haven't won on all of them, but... <laughs> that's, an, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> Remind me at the end of the show to talk about Jeopardy, by the way, because I do want to mention that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. So this is the part that I really do want to get to. It is the futures. There is a tab right now. If you go to betonline.ag, there is an NHL futures tab. And this I want to go over, and we're going to talk about this for the rest of the show because uh, these lines have been modified as of today. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, let's start with the Norris Trophy. The Norris Trophy goes to the top defenseman of the season. And right now, the favorite to win the Norris Trophy is Roman Yossi at a plus 400. So if you wager 100, you would win 400. Plus 400 to win the Norris Trophy. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Do you think Roman Yossi is the favorite to win the Norris Trophy? I, I think he's got a pretty good... Didn't he win, Didn't he just win it? Or was that... Uh, he won, won it recently. He did win it recently. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like he's a safe choice. You know, they're not going like off the wall and being like, Sean Walker is going to win the Norris. No, but for our purposes, um, Drew Doughty is at a plus 4,000. Yeah, that so sounds bad. If you want to lose 100 bucks, <laughs> bet on that. <laughs> hey, Jake Muzzin's a plus 6,600. Oh, Jake. Oh, Jake. Um, I don't think there's any, there's no ducks on here, by the way. Who even are your defensemen? Hey. Do you have them? Shattenkirk, oh, yeah, Fowler, right. and neither of them yeah, are on there. Yeah. <laughs> that shows you how... Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Richard Trophy before we head into the break. So the favorite to win the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy, most goals in the season, is, of course, Alexander Ovechkin, plus 500. I got to think he's the easy, easy favorite to win the Richard Trophy, don't you think? Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna it's like him or I'm gonna go go ahead and guess that like Pasternak is number two on this list. Plus nine hundred. Also up there <laughs> is uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are also up there. I think those two are gonna cancel each other out, so I don't think either of those guys mm-hmm. would win it. But I think this is Ovechkin's to lose. Oh yeah, unstoppable, just wild. And just some other stats up there. Nathan McKinnon is a plus 1,200. Stamkos is a plus 1,800. Assuming he stays healthy all season long, I think he's got a decent shot at plus 1,800. Um, there's some other interesting names up there. Nathan McKinnon, plus 1,200. Kyle Connor at a plus 1,000. I mean, I know Ooh. Kyle Connor is a big goal scorer, but I don't see him winning the Richard Trophy. I mean, plus 1,000, that's a little high for that. Yeah, that's definitely a, like, like, did Alex Ovechkin just forget to show up kind of thing? Like, yeah. did, did he get lost? <laughs> but do you think David Pasternak is a decent bet at plus 900? 
I, I think he is. I think that, I mean, he, he really exploded like last season. Um, and I, I feel like he's just kind of really hitting his stride as a player. So right, right now he's kind of who I think of as who's going to be the biggest challenger right. for, uh, for a veteran. But um, uh, by the way, I don't think I see a lot, a lot of ducks or Kings on here. I see way towards no. the bottom. I see, Hey, Alexei Lafreniere is on this list of plus 10,000 somehow. Uh, <laughs> Adam Henrique is on the list plus ten thousand. So wager a hundred win ten thousand, but no, that's not happening. No, <laughs> that's a long shot. No, sorry, I do not see any kings on here. Of course not. Of course not. Because who's going to score <laughs> all the goals? All right, we'll Why talk about. It's so sad. Yeah, we'll talk about the other futures. And once again, just to remind you, this show is partially brought to you by Bet Online. Dot ag welcome our new sponsors with, with open arms once again go to betonline.ag promo code locked on gets you a 50 percent welcome bonus we'll be back after the second intermission stay locked in Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I've mentioned them a couple times already, but they are the newest sponsor on the Locked on Podcast Network. And we're talking about some futures lines that I think are going to be interesting. And I'm joined still by Sarah Avampado. I'm learning stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> Isn't this fun? It is. It's also I feel very educated. It's also fascinating to see some of these lines and see uh, how they line up with some of the experts and whatnot, because we are your local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah. So I'm getting all the taglines in today. <laughs> Let's go with the Vesna Trophy next, because this, this is super, super interesting to me. Vesna Trophy goes to the winner for the best goaltender. Who do you think are the co-favorites? There are two. Co-favorites. Hmm. There are co-favorites. Um, who are who are? The, uh, I mean, probably Vasilevsky. Yep, that's why everyone just loves him. Yep. Um, Vasilevsky and Halibut again. Yeah, you two for two. Look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> See, the experts know what's up, and they have this dead on, and I agree with this. Vasilevsky and Halibut are co-favorites plus six hundred, which I think is fair. Because I don't know who I would pick between those two. Mm -mm. That's tough. If you had to choose, who would you think could win the Vesna between those two? I'm going to go with Hellebuck just because it feels a little blasphemous. But I've I've not always... I I, I feel like Vasilevsky has an amazing team in front of him. And if you put him on the Kings or something, or the Ducks maybe, that maybe he wouldn't look quite so good. I agree. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Hellebuck because the Jets are not great. And uh, he he has saved their behinds a whole lot of times. I will agree with that. Uh, Winnipeg's defense isn't all that terrible when you compare it to some of the teams that we see a lot. But considering the all-Canada division, look at Vancouver. Do they score a lot? They can. <laughs> look at Calgary. Do they score a ton of goals? If they feel like it. What about Edmonton? Edmonton is going to be the wild card here. Mm -hmm. Because Edmonton can score in flurries. 
and they can score a lot. They could make Connor Hellebuck look mortal. So with that said, I might, like, part of me wants to say Hellebuck, but I might go Vasilevsky because yeah. that division is not that tough for no. the Lightning. They're going to win, like, 50 games. They might have the most points. They might win the President's Trophy, which, for me, I would say Vasilevsky would be the favorite. But yeah. that's me. Both at plus 600. Um, there's some interesting ones on here. Uh, by the way, Ben Bishop is a plus 2,500. Fleury's a plus 2,200. But I look down and down and down the list. Josh Gibson is at the bottom, or close to the bottom, plus 6,600. Ooh. Jonathan Quick is a plus 7,500. Yikes. So <laughs> that's Yikes. even worse. That's my, that's my but boy. putting John right Gibson there. at plus 6,600 is a slap in the <laughs> face because a lot of other co-hosts tell me Gibson's a good goalie. He is. He just has a crappy defense in front of him. It makes him look bad. Poor guy. He's also a, a hometown boy for me. Um, Pittsburgh boy. Hey, Pittsburgh, so. Cal Peterson's <laughs> on the list. Oh, is he like way at the bottom? Like Plus, plus 8,000. Oh, poor Cal. Almost as almost Donovan Quick level. That's so sad. I know. My goodness. Uh, Jack Adams Trophy. Uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, this is an easy favorite. Barry Trotz, plus 600. Mm. I, yeah. I think he could win this easily. Yeah. The, the, the What team is that? The Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot where he was. Yeah, like they have just constantly like outperformed expectations and it really is all because of Barry Trotz. So he, that's he, everywhere he goes. Look yeah. at what, look at yeah. how he transformed Washington He's into magical. the juggernaut. He really is. <laughs> I feel like Barry Trotz does not get enough credit for the coaching job. He does also up towards the top. Jared Bednar is a plus 700. Yeah. Rick bonus plus 800 Pete DeBoer plus 900. That's yeah. a choice. That's that is a choice. I would not put him that high. No, that that feels like a team succeeding d- despite the coach, not because of him, and the coach just reaping the rewards of it. <laughs> Todd McClellan's bottom plus five thousand. Aw, sorry, Todd. And it's so is fault. Dallas Eakins. Aw, <laughs> both of it's our. It's not terrible. your fault, guys. You just don't have hockey players. Art Ross Trophy uh, leading points scorer at the end of the season. Connor McDavid, a plus 275. He's the easy favorite to win the points. Leon Dreisaitl's plus 500. Nate McKinnon, plus 600. Everything after that falls off a lot. Those are your three guys. Like, yeah, obviously. someone else going crazy. I would feel comfortable taking the bet on Nathan McKinnon. Mm -hmm. Because I think being in a, uh, how how, how do I put this? I don't want to say a crappy division. Um, he just has 24 games against California teams where he could score three points a game. Man, he's going to look invincible. (laughs) Now tell us how you really feel. He's just so good, and all of our teams are so bad. (laughs) Do you think Nathan McKinnon has the best shot to win the Art Ross Trophy? I wouldn't say the best shot, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see it happen um especially if like edmonton falters at all or like connor mcdavid gets lost in the bubble or something um i i could i could see him giving them a good run for 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 that but 
Here, I don't know. Connor David is a little bit crazy. Here's my reasoning. There are some very good defensive teams in the All-Canada Division. Vancouver has a pretty good defense, I think. Mm-hmm. So does Calgary. Calgary has a pretty decent defense. Uh, even Toronto. Yeah. I think that's going to be a mostly defensive division. And how much can they stop Edmonton? Edmonton is the huge outlier in that division just because of the style they play and the amount of points they score. But if they have a really good defense defense that stops them, they could get shut down pretty easily. So That's a very good point. Man. <laughs> I gave I you something to, talk to think to about. Before huh? I set up my, my... Yeah, I need to go talk to you before I place any bets here. I think about all I think about every single possible angle when it comes to who's going to win what award and when I make my predictions. We're gonna skip over and the Calder and go to the Hart Trophy next. Yes, I know the big trophy should be last, but I'm gonna do this one next. Uh the favorite to win the Hart Trophy is Connor McDavid at plus four hundred, Nate McKinnon at plus five hundred, Drysidle plus eight hundred, then you have Kucherov, Panarin, Matthews, Point, Ovechkin. Some pretty big names up there. Um, yeah. Who Instead of asking who's going to win between those guys, who do you think could be sort of the dark horse to win the MVP this season? Who could break out? I kind of like Point being on there. I kind of like he could go. I feel like we're finally seeing him sort of emerge and like reach his, his stride as a player and surrounded by all those guys on Tampa. Like could have an amazing season just you know sheerly because of who he plays with and everything but he he definitely got my attention uh, uh this year especially in the playoffs and watching him play um so he's someone that I would want to keep an eye on just as a like dark horse wild kind of chance player um the name that I think is a wild card and could have a good chance because of who he has around him now is Artemi Panarin mm I think Panarin could have a good chance because he's going to get to play with the guy who's going to be the odds-on favorite to be Rookie of the Year. But talking about Panarin, he just signed that massive contract with the Rangers. He's going to be there for a long time. They are locked in on Panarin. I think he will reward them this year and be top three MVP candidate. I'm calling it right now. I think he's going to be top three. I like it. Yep. I like it. At a plus 1,200 that might not be a bad bet to take because he'll be around. Uh, the favorite, you and I both know this. One. I'm saving this one for last because we both have guys that could be favorite to win this. The Calder Memorial Trophy, the Rookie of the Year. You and I both know this. Lafreniere is the favorite. Yeah. 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 Plus 175 for Lafreniere. Second is Igor Shosturkin at plus 200. Um, you think Lafreniere is going to win this, don't you? Unless something terrible happens, <laughs> he's good. like, you know, like I, I just I I think a lot about the year that Connor McDavid didn't win it, yeah, <laughs> because he was hurt, uh, and they, you know, the the voters took that into account and didn't didn't give it to him, uh, and you know, obviously, I do not want to see any player get hurt for anything, but I feel like that's the only way that he wouldn't win this award. But you and I both have some players on our teams that could be up there. Uh, Gabe Velarde is at plus 2,800. Um, oh, Gabe. Don't take that bet. 
<laughs> no, no. For anyone listening, I, I concur. Do not do that. Uh, guess who else is up there? Alex Turcotte plus 1,600. Don't take that bet either. Uh, Trevor Zegris is a plus 2,500. Here's one that, I mean, don't take this bet either, but this is interesting. Quentin Byfield's a plus 1,000. Spoiler alert, he's not playing in the NHL. <laughs> By the way, folks, don't take that bet. No, it's Lafreniere's <laughs> to lose. But it's interesting seeing that some guys that are on our teams could actually have a somewhat chance to win this award. We need nice things. <laughs> so, you know, that that's cool. That is cool. Um, I like Zegris at plus 2,500 just because I... I mean, he's a little better than that. I think it should be plus 2,000, maybe plus 1,600. Because Zegris is going to get a lot of time this year, especially with the youth movement the Ducks have. He'll get playing time, but come on. Lafreniere. I would say, personally, if you want an easy, easy bet to take, take that one. Lafreniere for Rookie of the Year. Calder Trophy. Boom. There it is. Easy. You know what is the podcast that would have the authority to tell us the locks would be the Locked on Bets podcast. Yes, our newest show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Go ahead and check them out. Um, They're going to have a lot of football and basketball talk because it is that time of the year for football, basketball. But hey, there's a Locked on Bets and they're going to have hockey starting pretty soon. And it's hosted by your boy Q with insight from Lee Sterling. So definitely check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Yep. We're going to have some hockey talk on there soon because, hey, football is going to end pretty soon. We're on week, I think, 15. Regular season ends in two weeks, then playoffs, then no more football. So you're going to have basketball and hockey. So I'm, I bet that they're going to have one or two of us on their show at some point in the future to talk hockey bets maybe me (laughs) i mean yeah yeah i think that's a fair uh (laughs) i mean i know i know way too much about this more than i want to admit (laughs) but just for a couple sports no he's he's a big big um person with that well his team is the raiders in vegas so that i think that's the perfect host for locked on bets by the way perfect host oh yeah so go ahead and give them a listen. Give them a follow on Locked On Bets. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of this kind of education into the world of gambling and sports gambling? I feel like when I look at the website uh, the, of, of, of uh, Bet Online, um, I'm going to understand at least. 65% more of the things that I see on the page. So I had a great time uh, learning things that I didn't understand. It was like reading weird arcane magic spells that um, made no sense to me. But now I know what the numbers mean. Yeah. So now you know what that means. So now you guys can go on betonline.ag. And once again, there's a welcome bonus for that. And you could put down your bet for the futures. Who's going to win what award? This could be fun to figure out who's going to win each trophy. I cannot wait. And by the way, if you ever see uh, Avalanche versus Kings, um, mm. who who should they take that bet on? I mean... Just take take the Avalanche. Just It's safer. It's safer that way. And I didn't even get to parlay bets and all that stuff. 
That's a whole other thing. Oh gosh, no, that's a whole other complicated thing. That's <laughs> I'll just say this. That's more for the expert gambler. So if you guys are listening and want to ask me questions about that, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at StimpyJD or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I know what all that means. Um, let me know. Hit me up. I'll get you going on what all that means. And that includes you too, Sarah. Although I don't know if you want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Sarah, where can the fine folks find you online and your work? Well, if anyone wants to uh, find me online to to either gently mock or commiserate with me over not understanding sports betting, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Locked on Kings is available at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Uh, you can also hear me on the Locked on NHL podcast. Uh, right now, just Wednesday. Right now, just Wednesdays, but uh, starting in January again, we're going to be going back to daily uh, with the anticipation of the uh, new NHL season. So you can hear me on there. Uh, I write about the Kings uh, for my slowly restarting newsletter. Thanks to COVID for ruining my brain for writing. Uh, <laughs> but you can find it at line to the throne dot substack dot com. It's also my pinned tweet on my Twitter account uh, where you can read me having irreverent, potentially lukewarm takes on the Los Angeles Kings this season. Once again, thank you to Sarah Avampato for being on the show. And just to remind you that this show is brought to you by betonline.ag, the exclusive sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, the exclusive sportsbook of TLOPN. So definitely check them out. Uh, just one quick thing before we go. This is a Monday show for Locked On Ducks, and this is going to come out in the morning. Later tonight... If you're a big hockey fan and a big Jeopardy fan, I think, Sarah, you'll get a kick out of this. On Monday, they're going to be replaying past Jeopardy episodes. That's kind of cool, right? Heck yes. On Monday, which is today, they're going to replay the episode where Alex Trebek is skating on the ice. Aw, Alex. It gets better. It's the one where he's skating with Ty Domi, the famous enforcer. From the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the best part about that is the fact that Alex Trebek has a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey with not a number in the back, a question mark in the back. That's beautiful. <laughs> so just just for that, it's worth checking out. It's worth seeing that Alex Trebek, Canada's favorite son, um, they're showing his favorite episodes that he ever did. And, you know, Alex Trebek loved hockey. He loved playing hockey. Obviously, he announced a third pick in this year's NHL draft for the Ottawa Senators. You know, definitely worth checking out. Worth watching. All right. That's the last thing I wanted to say. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, that was Sarah Avampado. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying be kind to one another, stay safe, and ducks fly together. Quack, quack, everyone. Quack, quack.